Hi, and welcome from Podimo and 2020. This is First Dates, the podcast. I'm Frankie Bridge. And I'm Cece Coleman. You've finished the drinks and settled the bill. You and your date have said your goodbyes and you're immediately on the phone with your best friend. But the school's 3,000 students and uh, I would say 70% of them were Mormon. Yeah. Um, and I was the only gay person. Oh, wow. So it was, oh, it was crazy. In this podcast, we're letting you in on the post-date debrief. We'll be bringing you the most amazing, bizarre and heartwarming date stories. Cece and I haven't met our daters before and we'll be hearing the gossip for the first time with you. What do you feel like the lessons were that you have learnt from dating in your late teens, early 20s? Good question. I learned? Well, the thing is, I met Wayne when I just turned 22. So I would have... say I was still really young. I think, obviously, I had a few relationships when I was younger. And I'd say, I don't know, I think I went into all my relationships quite naively. Yeah. For some reason, we have this obsession with the rest of your life. Like, I don't mm. know, like we talk this like, right. You're with someone, you should meet, get married, have kids and be with them forever until the day you die. Yeah. And I kind of went into every relationship thinking that person was going to be that. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a lot of pressure. I know. I don't think I, I wasn't really someone, I didn't date loads. I kind of always had boyfriends. So I think I always went in like head first, deep, like this is the one. And there is a lot of pressure and it's quite intense. Do you think that put pressure, obviously like you didn't mean to, but like, do you think you were putting pressure on them because of the way you were thinking. A hundred percent. Like I look back now and I think I tried to mould relationships into that. Like yeah. <clears throat> I almost tried to grow up too quickly yeah. within a relationship. Like, oh, we need to live in a specific type of place or we need to, our relationship needs to be a specific type of relationship. And were you asking questions like, you know, rather than like what we do next week were you asking kind of like so where do you want to be and how do you like do you, where do you see yourself in 10 years and do oh, you no, want I kids wasn't, and... I don't think I was like that switched on I think I just like I'd already <laughs> made those decisions myself I didn't need to know what they thought we're gonna be yeah, here this is this, what we're gonna I do made that. got it yeah that's really interesting whereas I think I don't know like were you a data like because for me it was just like I had a handful of boyfriends as I was growing up and they were always like serious yeah, I think I had more serious relationships when I was younger than I do now Yeah, because I was probably more free. Now I feel like the emphasis is on it needs to be right. Whereas when I was, God, certainly in my teens and, and my all of my 20s, it was just like, I fancy you, we get on, so let's date. Mm. And that was as far as it went. And then, yes, the feelings as they developed, I would start maybe thinking more seriously of like, could this person be my person? Mm. But then I think I was only asking myself that question because I'd heard that somewhere, probably on a podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, is this your person? What does that even mean? It's so exactly. extreme. It's so heavy. It's so loaded. But my mind would go to that sort of question and then I'd pick problems with them because for the first six months, it would have been fine because it was easy. No feelings attached. And then as soon as the feelings came in, I think I'd start picking like oh so do you think you would pick to then get rid because you were like it's not the person it's not the person and then you kind Bit of, of find, yeah pick to try and work out are you really going to be my person and pick probably yeah to just self-sabotage so I can say mm. see another one didn't work whereas out. I would pick and and change <laughs> you are going to change <laughs> but also like change myself as well it wasn't just them I think it was like I look back now and I think it was kind of like playing roles yeah 
It's mad, isn't it? It's like how how but how are we meant to know? How the hell are we meant to know? know? In fact, should we ask our guests how we're yeah. meant to know? <laughs> We've got two lovely guests on today. We've got Kelsey and Hi. Madison. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are we doing? Good. All right. All right. It's a bit early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Never alive. Too early. <laughs> We always start off our chat with like two questions each just to warm you up a little bit. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> and we always ask, what would be like a specific ick of yours? Madison, we'll start with you. Ooh, on the spot. Well, like, icks are quite clear mm. at the minute. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about it on the way here because I just feel like there's a lot of icks to pick from. Uh-huh. Like there's quite a few things going yeah. on. Uh, is when someone's a Disney adult. I just think it's Ooh, awful. Interesting. So, as in people that love Disney. Yeah, but like a lot. Uh-huh. Like, so you can like love Disney. I love a princess movie. Like, yeah. I think that's really fun. Um, and I like, you know, the old Disney Channel movies, whatever. Like, you can like them. But there's like, you know, when someone's like my, you know, I, I want to get proposed to at Disney World. Why? Yeah. It's a little weird. I don't, do you know, I quite like that because we've had so many variations of icks on here. No one said that. No. And, I, <laughs> and I sort of agree with you because it's a bit like, oh, you're just like childlike. You're childlike. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Bit, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Like, is it not like I, so I was actually just at Disney World with my girlfriend. She met my grandparents. Like, we were in Florida. Like, but the whole time we were there, she was threatening to pretend to propose to me. Uh, and that, that. would have, I would have <laughs> been... It would have not been for me because no. I just can't have people thinking I'm a Disney adult. Like, okay. it's not a Disney adult. It just it's a bit, bit like weird. I went to Harry Potter World with my kids, mm. and there was two grown adults fully dressed head to toe in costume. Oh, like no. seriously, though, not like it wasn't. No. And and yeah, I think that would make me go. Yeah, oh. just just in dating, you know, what the, the girls can enjoy what they're yeah. doing, mm-hmm. but in my like relationship, I think that would be a no no for me. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah, that is a fair one, actually. Thank you. <laughs> You're allowed. You're allowed. <laughs> oh, um, I'd probably say like guys that come out of the car in like a funny way. Ooh. Like, I don't know. <laughs> we get God, such we <laughs> body movement. Like, the thing is, you, yeah. every, you've all made me and Cece so aware of what everyone does now. Trust me, I don't know how to sit my drink. That's why it's just uh. sat there getting cold. <laughs> yeah, just like if you just come out of the car and I see your boxes and I see a bit of the crack like no okay that's different okay so you mean like ass crack yeah like that's a no yeah not even like, boxes just, I don't want to see that <laughs> okay <laughs> so if it's like because obviously I mean crack I get crack I get <laughs> but god knows what I look like when I get out of my car usually a hot mess I'm always in a rush but like so if like the t-shirt's risen up and you were to see underwear it's just it just, no it's just really? yeah i'll just look at you a bit funny so is it that they need to be wearing long tops yeah is that okay? i'm just like before you get out like just make sure that it's i don't see anything okay yeah oh, i saw now you've done the so move specific. i specific well yeah. i sort of get like just sort of, you know make sure you just look all right like, yeah. yeah okay just yeah. not messy no. like clumsy yeah what about green flags then if we go with you medicine what about a green flag uh, a yay green flag not saying i love you in the first three dates fantastic uh-huh. always a win uh, and if someone's not gonna like immediately share their like deepest darkest traumas with you so I think it's always a green flag when someone comes at you for like shared interests mm. and like things that you might enjoy together and then it yeah. naturally progresses it naturally into sharing progresses. yeah I think they're sort of it's, it's a bit front-ended when you're dating women but that's part of how I knew I wanted to date my current partner 
was she was like, I actually think we should avoid talking about this for the first month. And I was like, that's fine. I Ooh. like that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Because I, I think I'm very good at going there immediately because I just love to chat and I've got no filter. So And I don't hide. So I'm just happy to have that convo. But you're so right. When you've had like a deep and meaningful on a first date with a complete stranger and you think... I might not ever see you again, yet I have massively overshared. Mm. So you've sort of like given away, not nuggets, but you've given away a lot about you and who you are. Mm. Yeah. What about you? What are your green flags? Someone that's assertive and just knows exactly what they want from the get-go. Doesn't play mm -hmm. you around, doesn't play any games. Um, that's just a, a green flag for me. And it's very rare because you don't really see, I've met people before and... They like that game thing, mm. and I'm just oh, like, who's no. got time for it? No, no, like you don't have to be full on, no. but it's like, don't make me guess. No, no, it's long. Like, Do you say there's not right? I've never been a game player. Out there. there is nothing wrong with saying you like someone. Mm. Love, no, we agree on that. First <laughs> yeah. day, first fucking six months, you know, keep it in, but. There is nothing wrong with saying you like someone. Yeah. So just text back. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. just text exactly. Yeah. Agree. Don't yeah. wait ten minutes. No one gives a <laughs> shit. Like yeah. you're gonna get to that point where all the walls go down, the, the game stop anyway. Like, and do you know what? That's one of the things that I have found through my dating world, really on a tangent now, is the disappointment <laughs> of when you've dated someone for say two months mm. and they have played this game and then they stop the game. So then you're like, oh, shit, I've developed feelings for you within these two months. But now mm. this is who you are mm -hmm. now. So then everyone's disappointed because then you don't end up being together. See yeah. what I'm so you wasted yeah, time. Wasted you so wasted time. time. They wasted time. Why well, agree? Yeah. I'm right off there. Go on, you're <laughs> getting eyeballed by Frankie <laughs> no, now. And I don't no, know you're why. Not. I just she really, is eyeballing I, me. I really enjoy it when you when you Go have off. like a little penny drop moment and you yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's that I just get to like you get, get really shots, passionate like about I shoot it. like now I'm like digging out all the ex boyfriends <laughs> I've had and I'm getting to like I really love it for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. We're all here. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Kelsey, tell us a bit about where were you? What was going on? Because I feel like this is going to be one of those ones, the juicy ones. Yeah, that we it need is to a long one. <laughs> tell us all. Right. So um, I met this guy. Let's call him John. John. Just a simple name. Um, I met him back in 2016, 20, like late 2015. How old were you around this time? I think I was 17. So young. I might have been, yeah, 17. He was a little bit older than me. And um, I met him at the church that I was at. Um, we went to a camp retreat and, you know, he was sort of giving me the eyes. And I was like, okay. And, you know, he's nice to look at, you know, very strong build, masculine, strong beard. And, um, yeah, we was talking for a while. We'd FaceTime each other quite a lot. We'd be on the phone, like, late hours of the morning. And then I went off to uni. I think this was still sort of 2017, maybe twenty. So you'd been talking for like quite a while Quite then. a while, yeah. But you'd only met once at this camp, or well, at church and then the camp. Yeah, like right. I'd see him like on Sundays and yeah, quick hello. And just oh, so you'd chat. see him at church. Yeah. Right, fine, yeah. got it. So anyway, so when I went off to uni, he planned to come and see me. We 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 became intimate and it didn't really last long. Not on like his part. Just, oh, it, it was sort of like just me. Like I just like, wasn't brutal. really wanted to go there. Then really wanted to go down that road. I just wasn't really feeling it. Um, okay, so you weren't really like 
loving this. No, okay. not really. He stayed the night. He left in the morning. And then that was the last time I was probably going to see him. Yeah, like, you're ever. thinking, oh. I'm not really. Yeah. yeah. So conversations kind of pretty much stopped. Like he would stop calling me, stop texting me. Like there was just nothing. Were you quite happy about that though at that no, time? No, I was a bit confused. Like oh. even though I wasn't feeling it, we still had a bit of a friendship. Mm-hmm. But... Like, don't just ghost me. Like, yeah, like, yeah. So you want to be the one to like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Skip to twenty twenty, the pandemic. This is how long after then? Like, two, how long after? Three yeah, years, three years. Yeah, about three years. Oh wow. wow! So you hadn't heard anything for three years? No, I was at home and I was on Instagram, just scrolling as you do, and I don't really check my DMs that much, but I just decided to check it. So I checked my DMs, and this this person that popped up and said hi, Kels, and. Only my close friends, family, they call me Kels. Like, everyone else just calls me Kelsey. So I'm like, who's this? So I looked at the um, profile picture, no profile picture, no bio, Ooh. like, Ooh. no nothing. Mm. Red flag. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so or like, just blank. Just blank. Mm. So I ignored it. And um, the next day he messaged me back. Can't really remember what he said, but something along the lines of, like, if you're ready to talk... Like, I'm here. Three years later. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I still don't know who this person was. And again, going back to the games, he took me on this guessing game, trying to figure out who he was. And he sent me voice. Oh, my God. I'm already <laughs> over here. Weirdo. Oh, block. He sent me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is with me, like, I was just intrigued. Like, yeah. Even though I don't like the in. game, it's like, who are you? Yeah, I entertained it a little bit. He sent me a few voice notes. And even in the voice notes, I couldn't figure out the voice until he said a specific word and I was like oh it's this person it's John I love that you didn't even recognize his voice <laughs> I know You're like who but I quite like that as well yeah oh I really want her to remember me no I did not <laughs> so <laughs> so um I gave him my number and we spoke on the phone for hours and hours I asked him like how, how have you been he was like I'm not really in the best position at the moment and I was like oh why and he was like do you remember that injury I had so a little bit of a backstory when he was 16 he used to play football and um, he injured his leg and then later on he had the same injury and it made it a lot worse he was telling me that his leg he's basically bed bound just put it that way he couldn't do anything he painted this picture to me that he has no family around him his mum and his dad were living in a different country he just had no one to look after him he was living at his auntie's house and I said you know like how are you how are you like surviving like how do you get food like how do you like do normal stuff he was like oh you know I just chip into my savings here and there but it's I'm basically eating it out there's like nothing left now he's living with his aunt yeah but his aunt wasn't living in the house it was all sort of a weird Mm. I guess you you want to ask questions but also you don't want to be too intrusive right yeah so I kind of felt bad for him because like, why? Have you, how come you've got nobody around you? Like, they know you're going through this thing. I just, I just felt really, really bad for him. So conversations kept going. Sorry, Madison, your face so just made me laugh. I know. I, I, she I, was I, like, <laughs> she proper side being, being a lesbian in this is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's told you all this. You're worrying about him. You're thinking, how is no one looking after yeah, him? Yeah. Like, so yeah. So we carried on talking, and he would. Like, do these, I'd ask him, like, what have you eaten today? Like, and he's like, oh no, I haven't eaten much. Um, I remember one time he actually said, I found a skittle in my, in between my sofas and I've had that. I said, what, for the whole day? I have so many things to say, but I'm <laughs> going to, right now I'm just going to hold back. And I'm like, a huh? Skittle. A skittle. 
just gets home. And I'm oh, like, it, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's no way this man's, this man's not telling the truth. No, no way. Oh, so. That's my ick decided. Men that eat Skittles from fucking cracks in the sofa. He yeah. is a poor, unfortunate soul. Oh, poor him. At this yeah, point. Poor yeah. Poor him. But I'm not thinking. You're worried about him. Yeah, I'm worried. So I'm like, okay, here's like 20 pounds. Go get yourself some food. Just order in a takeout, whatever How did you, you want. Did you transfer him Yeah, I transferred right. the money. So give me your details. I'll transfer you the money. And he was like, thank you so much. And Did he like fight? At all? Was he like, no, don't worry? No, or was he just he'd like, okay, cool, easily here just they are. accept it. Just like, yep. Yeah. Oh god, me and my friends don't even like paying each other back, let alone <laughs> someone like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that became like a regular thing, like all the time. He would never actually ask me, Kels, can you? send me some money he would just make a little story like oh you know I'm just sort of rationing whatever is in my cupboard at the moment so you've gone from like 20 pound every so often to like electricity bills so he was stressing out and I said to him like can your parents not like transfer your money or anything he'd always come up with an excuse oh um their phone switched off or there was always something Mm -hmm. with him always an answer to a question yeah Again, I'm not thinking about how much money I'm spending on him. I'm just, I just want you to be okay. Mm-hmm. He's emotionally got you right now. Pretty right? much. He's like, yeah, Pretty you're much. invested. And, yeah. yeah. And do you, are you like just talking on the phone, text, FaceTime? Like what's the... Okay, so we would, we would text mainly. Um, we'd speak on the phone, but even with the text messages, he would take so long to respond back. Like after I give him money, I wouldn't hear from him for like four or five hours. I'd call him and he doesn't pick up. And I'm like, oh, like, what's going on? Mm. Um, We'd only really be in proper contact when he wanted money. He'd still talk to me, still ask me like how my day is. But yeah, there was no fluidity in the conversation. And how much money do you think you gave him overall? Probably around just over £600, which is not... To someone else, it might not be a lot, but... It's a lot. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Why do you think you kept it going then? Like, what do you think at that time? Because you hadn't seen him for years. He's come out of nowhere. You're only really texting. You're starting to notice he's only talking to you like when he needs money. Like, mm. what were you getting out of it? I think it's the fact I had no one else there at the time in my mm. life. Like, there was no other guy I could speak to. You know, he he gave me attention, just not enough of it. But mm. it was enough for me mm. at the time. It was someone. Yeah. Mm. He messaged me one day and he said, my brother hasn't paid for my phone bill. Um, so I'm not going to be able to speak to you for about two weeks. Yeah, and he also said, like, his Wi-Fi is going to be cut off as well. So I'm like, okay. There's a lot going on in yeah, here. Yeah, a lot going on, literally. A few days after that, I was just checking my emails and I get an email from him. And he was like, hi, Kelsey. Um, I've just had to come to McDonald's really quickly just to get the Wi-Fi. Uh, my uncle's passed, so um, I have to, because at the time you could stream the funerals um so he's like yeah I'm watching it on zoom I've just had to come to McDonald's and sit this here. Is lockdown. Yeah. yeah um so I'm like okay so we carried on emailing back and forth back and forth and I went to my friend's house because I was trying to get into acrylic nails so she was like oh Kelsey can you come to my house and do my nails for me I said yeah that's fine so I was just having a girl chat filling her in on this guy and she was like oh I remember him from church and I was like yeah he said that he was in McDonald's trying to get wi-fi and you know he's watching his uncle's funeral on zoom and she went Kels in a pandemic there's there's no way you can sit down and I'm like oh and she was like are you sure he said he was sitting in there and I was like yeah he said he was sitting there for hours so I'm like you know when the light bulb just goes mm-hmm. off and I'm like hold on a minute 
he's lying to me. And had you told your friend all the other times you'd paid for stuff? Yeah, I told and her. What did she say? She was about just that? like, "You're stupid. Like you're absolutely stupid. Why would you do that?" And I was like, "Well, I felt bad for him, and there was nobody else that could, mm. you know, give him a helping hand." And she was like, "You sure he's not trying to scam you or anything?" I was like, "No, he wouldn't do that." <laughs> and I just told him, "Look, you're lying to me." The response that I got from that, it was like a whole different person. He, the the words that he used, um, just the tone of the message. He was just completely horrible to me. I couldn't quite understand it. And he said, you know, the fact that you can catch me out on some elaborate lie, it's it's amusing to me. He said, McDonald's, KFC, Subway, they all have seating for the public. I just didn't respond back to it because I'm just sitting there thinking, no, you can't. After work one day, I called the KFC, McDonald's and the Subway yes, in his area. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> I was not going to let that slide. So <laughs> I called the McDonald's. I said, hi, um, I just want to find out if the seating area is open. They went, no. Same thing with the KFC, same thing mm. with the Subway. And that wasn't enough for me. I decided to go all the way down there and yeah. see it for myself. Nice. Yeah. I got out of the station. It was like a five-minute walk to the high street. And the first uh, restaurant was Subway. They had the little barrier thing, mm-hmm. couldn't walk. Then it was KFC and they actually had the chairs on the table. Mm. And then it was the McDonald's. And again, it was completely shut off. And the only people that were sitting down were the delivery drivers. So mm-hmm. if he was a delivery driver, yeah. Okay, but with this leg, I, I highly doubt it. I came back to him and I said to him, look, you're just, you're just lying to me. I screenshotted like the COVID regulations and all, and I sent it to him. And he was like, I knew you was going to do that. And he was just laughing and he just never admitted to the fact that he was he was lying to me. Just trying to make you feel stupid. Yeah, yeah. I think about two, three weeks after he called me one day and I could hear he was outside. So I said to him, like, hi, like, you okay? Like, why are you calling me? And he was like, oh, yeah, no, I need somewhere to stay. I was like, what do you mean you need somewhere to stay? <laughs> He was like, yeah, um, there's something going on with my auntie's house at the moment. I can't really go into detail about it. But yeah, I need somewhere to stay. Me being stupid. It's like, yeah, okay, like, fine, you can... Healthy! What? I just was not thinking. I was not thinking. And my... I said to my, I called my friend after and I was like, oh my God, John just called me. He wants to stay. And she was like, are you dumb? Like, are you silly? You don't really know this guy. This guy's been lying to you all this time. He's basically scammed you out of money. Why would you want this person in your house? God knows what he would do. If he's going to steal something, Mm. he might hurt you. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I probably shouldn't, but I could do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I just texted him back. I said, look, don't bother. Like, I'm not going to let you. I didn't say why. I just I said like something's come up. Whoever this friend yeah. is. Yeah. 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 She's the one that even said, like, it's a pandemic. There's nowhere you can sit. Yeah. So she's <laughs> she's a quick thinker, not like me. Um, <laughs> no, but you were in it. You yeah. were. Yeah, like, I, I get yeah. it. We all get, you know, we've, mm. we definitely do things we shouldn't do. Yeah. So when I told him, like, you can't stay, he he got very angry about it. And he called me a bunch of names. And that was that. Let's just say that was sort of summer coming into July. I was on Instagram and I see a picture. He posted a picture of himself in a club. Knees better then. Oh, Mm. there was nothing wrong with him. Like Mm. you could just tell from the photo, this guy looked like he was going to the gym. Like he looked clean. He looked healthy. I remember one time he, he, I offered to even go to his house and 
you know, spend comp- spend some time with him. Um, and he said, no, I don't want you to see me like this. I've lost so much weight. Only my... Yeah, Skittles, you see. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, only my relatives have seen me. And I'm like, but you've just said... There was just so many inconsistencies mm-hmm. in his story. And when I looked at the photo, I said, you look absolutely fine. You look hot. <laughs> Stop looking so buff. Yeah. <laughs> I was just shocked. And like he, it's not like he blocked me. It's like he wanted me to see this. Like he'd post on Snapchat at festivals. He's going on holiday. He's flying out. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, he's waiting for this, this date for his surgery to happen. But you're in another country having fun, doing security. Did you ever confront him? No. No. And if why do you think he did it? I if he no had idea. money and he was able to do stuff, well, what did he get out of? Did he though? Because I was thinking, if he's getting say say six hundred a few, six hundred off someone else, mm. are other people just paying for his holidays and paying for his festivals yeah. and lifestyle and his knee surgery? How yeah. fucked up though. I know. Yeah, that a life is like that. Fucked up. Evil man. I think I was just a girl out of many girls that he probably just thought, you know mm-hmm. what? Yeah, mm-hmm. let me try my luck. Let me see how far I can get. Um, and he got quite far, I give it to him, but... And do you, has that made you feel different? Has that affected you mentally or personally? Um, at the time, it was hard. Like, I cried a lot. Mm. Not even just for the money, it was more... Because someone's tricked you. Yeah, you was, Mm. if anything, you was also my friend. Mm. Um, and I was really, really low. Um, but I think what also helped was the fact that I knew he was lying because I went there and I saw it myself. Yeah. If I had just taken his word for it, maybe, I I don't know, maybe. That was kind of your closure, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need to speak to him. I didn't need to get an answer. He knew that he was lying. And Do you feel like any of it came down to like your lack of experience of dating or like your naivety of being young? Definitely, Definitely. Like, he was the first guy I'd probably say he was a little bit older than me. um, And I wasn't used to that. I hadn't really dated a lot before him. So, yeah, it was an experience that I don't really want to go through again. Do you think you could spot that now? Do you think you'd be a bit more, like, vigilant on, like, what, yeah? Definitely. But it's it's a hard one because I'm such a... I I like to help people. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm not going to know if you're lying to me or not. Mm. I just want to be able to trust you. I have definitely learned my lesson not to be so quick to give. Mm. And question it. It happens so much more now with, like, social media and online dating and stuff like that. You hear it all the time. So I think where, like, you might feel like you were silly and you got roped in and like you're the only person like Mm. I have heard those stories so Mm. many times in one shape or form Mm. and I think like I've made that I mean I can't tell you how many times I think I've made it you know I've done it I've done it again I've done it and done it like until I got to the point where it wasn't about making the mistake it was then a choice and I was choosing because I valued myself so poorly that I thought well this is all I can this is all I can get Mm. so if I'm this is clearly the level of relationship I should be having yeah so I think you know you we do until we just can't do it anymore and yeah. we've had enough and then we yeah I was yeah. doing it for a long time I mean I'm a lot older than you guys I think the last yeah and then no one needs to know about that but yeah. anyway <laughs> <laughs> should we go for a break Poor Kelsey. I just feel like some people just really take the mickey out of people that are just good. Yeah. Good people that want don't want people to be harmed or be unhappy or be unsafe. And he just completely played on that with her. 
yeah, I, there's not an ounce of bad in her, right? Mm-hmm. So why would someone do that? Like this, I always think, you know, karma. Karma will come back round and chew him up and spit him out. Okay, uh, right, Madison. Hello. Let's have it. <laughs> what, what are we going to be talking about with you today? Um, so I am American, as one might hear. Uh, <laughs> I lived all over the US, but I grew up in a very conservative uh part of California most recently so I went to secondary school my last four years of school in California in this like very small Mormon community I'm not Mormon wow we just happened to go move somewhere where the school was between three Mormon temples and they just had no idea (laughs) thanks mom and dad (laughs) so the school itself like the structure of the school was not Mormon yeah but the school's 3,000 students and uh, I would say 70% of them were Mormon. Yeah. Um, and I was the only gay person. Oh, wow. So it was, okay. oh, it was crazy. So, the only? You know, the only one. But you'd come out of school. So I moved there right at the beginning of year 10. Um, I'm translating, so I'm doing it in England. Thank years. you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, go. Thank you. So I moved there at the beginning of year 10. And I had figured out that I was like interested in women, like, four months before and my parents were like we're moving to California and I was like oh my god like great yeah I'll come to school I'll be out and it will be so chill like it was like an hour drive from San Francisco I was like there's no way it's gonna be a problem Mm. and I accidentally ended up in the biggest community of Mormons outside of Utah and Hong Kong those are the two biggest communities uh and I you know rocked up my first day I think I made it like four classes and then somebody asked me something about my dating life and I mentioned that I was bisexual and by the end of the day or really by the end of the week the entire school knew all 3,000 people like oh my goodness. it was like truly a bit riveting and did what how did they treat you was the treatment different like what is that uh it was I mean uh, it was not great um uh, they were I, they like judgmental like horrible about it or just like fascinated by uh, it or uh, a mix of everything I yeah. mean it's a big school there's a lot of people yeah not everybody was Mormon but such a huge portion of them were I wish I'd kept them but I received probably 20 Bibles throughout school people just give them to me Wow. Being like, I'm really worried for you. You're really nice. I don't want you to go to hell. So can you please like have this? Like, I want to save you. Have this Bible and be straight. Wow. Yeah. And they were like, I want to save you. Like, I'm worried for you. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't get my head around that. Like, oh, it my was, God. And I was like 13. And I also like, I've got my own stuff going on. But I've actually never been insecure about being queer. Like, it's something. So it didn't affect you in a way of like, oh, <sighs> should I be straight? No. Yeah. I know I liked women. <laughs> like, no, of course. Mm. Yeah. But still, having someone say... I'm worried for you is like is patronizing is is worrying for that like that all and also being a brand new school yeah you're dealing with a hell of a lot that is that's I was like 13 uh and it was like really 13 all the hormones are starting to pump around the body as well I'm like having to go to gym class you know and you're like you know 13 and you're going to gym and like you know, when you're, I know this isn't less of a, you know, big thing here, but in the US, the a big thing about like being LGBT, because I was going to school before same-sex marriage was legalized, um, was people were like, oh, like, you know, the evil like lesbians in the locker room. And I literally was sitting there, a lesbian in the locker room, trying to live my fucking life. And one of my very, very best friends to this day was, had the gym locker right next to mine. And she forgot to wear a bra to school one day, as one does when you don't really need to wear one because you're 13. Um, <laughs> And she literally was like made her friend hold up something between me and her so she could get changed. She's like, the lesbian can't see my boobs. And I was like, first of all, I wasn't a lesbian yet. And second of all, you're not my type. 
Um, yeah, don't just assume I want to see you. <laughs> the lesbian yeah. as yeah. well, like the label of that. Yeah, oh. and crazy. But she then, I mean, people can change. This is the, the the thing we get from it. Is she then joined, I restarted my school's LGBT society. Um, and we went from two people to like 85 people by the time I graduated. Um, oh, well done. Thank you. That's um, great. It was a great yeah. experience and it's one of the best things I'll ever do. Um, but she joined that committee with me. And so she like, she's my actually probably my only straight friend, like literally the only one. And she to this day is still my only straight friend and we still see each other very regularly. What happened then when you moved to the UK? I went through a phase, which I think anyone who knew me in undergrad would um, remember not so fondly of dating uh, like a string of closeted women all of whom still give just like the like name I don't know like Georgie mm-hmm. like so I can just I will call them all the same name because okay, there's a million okay. of them and I can't make up that many names on the spot mm-hmm. I think I'm quite feminine um, I've always been quite feminine and I'm also very happy to talk about being queer and I think when you're young and you're in uni and you're just figuring out who you are because it's like you know it's such a good time to like touch base with like what you want from life meeting someone who is quite femme and also quite loud about being queer makes makes me kind of entry level mm-hmm. <laughs> like people yeah. aren't, people aren't if you want to give it a go yeah if you yeah. yeah and, and You're I, a good also, option. <laughs> I, I dated a lot of them but the woman actually who set me up with my current partner because we we got set up by like a mutual friend actually set me up three times and two times were actually two of the worst dates I've ever been on no and then the third time I mean we've I, I'm now with my partner of three years and like we live together in our beautiful oh, wow. like, home in North London. So she's got a one in three success rate, but uh-huh. the success is pretty good. <laughs> but the first thing she ever set me up on was an accident. She um, set me up with her friend Georgie, truly, truly incidentally, because she used to frequent the pub next to my house. So she texted me. She's like, hey, come out. Like, I'm right by your flat. Come get a drink. And I was like, literally, no, I just got home. And she was like, you're coming. Come out. I can like see your window. Like this is no excuse. You're young. You're 19. Yeah, Why are you out. in your home? Mm-hmm. And I was like, because it's a Tuesday, but I will come. So I went down and I rocked up and there is this girl at the bar, Georgie, um, who, who I'd never straight. met. Who identified as straight. Identified as straight. Yeah, yeah. Like at the time, because she asked me about school and I was like, you know, just sharing. And I think she was just really had been thinking about her sexuality. And so she was really like, like, you know, really just like looking at me in this way where you can tell there's like a particular straight girl look where you can just like see in their eyes that they've been thinking about it for years. And like, maybe this is their moment. <laughs> no, I'm really worried about how I'm looking at you. I'm like, I'm sorry, so, do I look up? Uh, you're yeah, actually so, not the know. only one. So it's okay. I'm like, I don't know where to look no, now. Yeah. I don't, do I, uh, I'm sorry not to make all the straight women in the room really nervous. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but we, so she's looking at me and I'm talking and I'm like, uh, and my friend, my friend who I think <laughs> we'll call, call her Bella, um, was like looking at this and she was like, is going on um and so but did Georgie know why she was there like did she I mean because so it was an accidental setup this was I mean a Bella's first um Bella's yeah Bella's yeah. first uh setup yeah by complete accident because the whole night Georgie's speaking to me she's like asking me questions she's like she watched me con a bunch of men out of a trivia game and like loved every second of it and as I was leaving she's like can I get your number and I was like I was like yeah okay and Bella texted me and she was like is Georgie gay and I was like she not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why? You had no, oh, got it. I was like, is she not? And she, I mean, and Bella was like, oh, I you know, she's like, I thought, I thought she might be, but I mean, I was watching you two talk the whole night, and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll let you know because we're gonna get a drink next week. And so the next week comes, and we go to my local pub, we're having a nice chat. It's delightful. And then she's like, hey, I've got this project. She was a, a vet, 
And she was on an intercalated year where she was going to do like a psychology, you know, intercalation. So mm-hmm. she's doing one year of psychology. She had to write a dissertation. And she's like, can I like interview for it? And I was like, sure. What's it about? And at this point, it's feeling kind of datey. She's kind of like she's shown up in this like cute little dress and like her face is made up and like, you know, it's giving it's giving date. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and she's like really sporty. So she's also like my friend texted me and she was like, I don't know where you're going with Georgie, but like. She's dressed for this experience. So we showed up and she's like, can you be my dissertation? And I was like, sure, it's it about. And uh, I mean, at this point, I probably should have been like, no, thank you. But she was like, I just want to see if queer people have the same like mental capacity as straight people. Whoa. And I was like, (laughs) okay. I was was like, "Uh uh-huh. I was like, what about like, I was like, what does this entail? And she's like, I just want to see how you like spatially think. So I'll like give you an IQ test. And I was like, but I was also 19 and she was hot. And like, there was a lot like. <laughs> the dress was doing bits. Yeah, no, I was like, mm. so the next week I meet her at the same pub. She shows up also ready for a date. She's like, after this, I'll buy you a drink after you take your IQ test. And I do it. And I was just like, I was like, I can't believe I'm doing, and I know, I can't believe I'm doing an IQ test for this woman right now who clearly (laughs) identifies as straight, but who like is flirting with me and like is really struggling with that. And so she gives me this IQ test in the middle of the South London pub. And then she finishes it and she was like, hmm, quite bright. And I was like, I would sure hope so. Like, and then she puts it away uh, and we proceed to be like on a date for like three hours. Which was really something else. Do you think this is her like fetish? I mean, so I think she just wanted a reason to speak to me about being queer. Mm. Like, I think she was really interested oh, I in see. that. So she and used so that she as was, an excuse. She was trying to get in there. And I was like, you could just ask me on a date, but I think that would make her feel uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah so and the it, pressure, like, yeah. it, when you pass it to like, date. Babes, like, I haven't seen you out of your like shorts, you know, your like football shorts, except for in this pub now two weeks in a row. So. Something is saying to me that you think this is a date anyway. So you could have mm-hmm. just asked me out. Yeah. Uh, Did you say this to her? So kind of, yeah. Because I was like, what's the like deal? And she was like, she then, as most women do in this situation, shares this like tragic backstory of like, I can't be gay. Like I don't, I can't like women, which is fine. And it, it's happened to all of us, you know, like, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard experience. But so she shares her like, oh my God, I like can't be gay. And I was like, okay, well, I'm like, there's no pressure to be gay here. You're welcome to just share with me. I mean, like, I went to an extremely conservative high school. I'm very familiar with people having these kinds of crises. And it actually usually works out, mm. especially in this country. Like, you'll be okay. It will be fine. Um, so giving some guidance, having a good time, living my very best life. You know, giving her a cheeky, like, kiss on the cheek on the way out. Just like a little bye, whatever. And then she happened to be the flatmate of that friend that was setting me up. And so for about a year after that, I'd meet up with her once a month. And for that month, she would like get dressed up for a date to see me. She would like be really excited about it. She'd be like walking on air for like a week as my as my friend Bella would tell me because she lived with her. And then she would freak out, have a week where she like didn't leave the house. She'd hit up a man, go have sex with him. And then freak out and then text me and be like, do you want to get a drink again? Wow. For like a year. Wow. And my friends were like, what are you doing? And I was like, snow skin off my back. Like, I'm having a nice time. She's buying me a drink or two. There must be so many people that do this. Oh, 100%. It's very What was the outcome of that for her? I mean, I actually wish I knew. I hope she's well. Um, She, uh, I I mean, left the school after a year because she went back to her like school that she was at before and was out, it was out of London. So I haven't seen her since probably 2019, 2020. Yeah. 
but she was always very nice and always having a bit of a rough time. So I do hope she's well. Mm. Um, but uh, but uh, I do hope she's well. Yeah, I do hope she's well. <laughs> but she's she actually was like lovely and kind. But truly, every time I'd see her, I was really experiencing like insane tumult all all the time and yeah. like people do this all the time and to varying levels so i hope georgie number one is well Aww. thanks guys so thank you that was like i feel like we've gone from like two extremes <laughs> yeah. almost. Like, yeah. thank you for sharing really appreciate it and your honesty and openness and vulnerability you're welcome yeah, of course <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And while you're at it, I know you've got your phones open. So you see that little follow button? Hit it now. And whilst you're there, you might as well leave us a really nice review. From Podimo and 2020, this has been First Dates Podcast, hosted by me, Frankie Bridge. And me, Cece Coleman. The producers are Blondin Hogue and Fionn Lewis. The video producer is Rob Walsh. The executive producers for Podomo are Jake Chudnow and Matt White. The executive producer for 2020 is Martin Tricky. Special thanks to Bruno Pias, Kendra Steve, and Fatima Patea. For ad free episodes, subscribe to Podomo UK on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm.